Welcome to the Landco Podcast, an analytical behind-the-scenes look into land investing and land ownership, covering marketing conditions, current inventory, and updates on all relevant land ownership issues here in Illinois, mixed in with some timely hunting and fishing reports. All right, welcome to the Landco Podcast. Um, this is another uh, episode in the Lake Management Series. Here today again with Nate Herman. Um, his bio, full bio, was back in the... Um, and I keep forgetting all these. I think it was the Defining Your Goals episode. Check that out. But quick story is we work with Nate all the time, half for the past 10 years. Uh, he's as good as good and as knowledgeable as they get in the industry. So um, this topic is kind of like a little bonus topic, but something that nobody really thinks about. And um, so I want to address how to handle people that want to fish your lake, whether it's friends or family, because inevitably, if you want a lake, people are going to want to go. Yeah, you're going to get – if you own a lake, you're going to have a lot of friends that you wouldn't normally have. Yes. And you're going to have a lot of people, even if they're not your friends and family, they're going to ask you to want to come and fish. Yeah. And to be fair, like I I buy land and they have lakes. Like it's part of the enjoyment having other people do it with you. So it's not – I'm not even saying it's bad. I'm just saying it happens. It, it You are exactly correct. Um, and I'm going to just draw on my, our own personal experiences yeah. for this. Um, even though we see what a lot of people do and, and, and encounter. Um, but when we talk about how to best utilize a body of water, first, you got to go back to the beginning podcast, learn about your goal. Um, and if your goal is to have friends and family out, we're going to have to teach you ways to do that. But if your goal is to just grow a big fish and you don't care about friends and family, well, uh, I, I guess I'm not going to comment <laughs> on what type of person you are. But uh, for me, uh, enjoying it with friends and family and guests is a huge part of our lake management um, as a whole. Okay, so I'm with you. But here's what I want you to talk about. When when people come out, whether it's somebody you invite or somebody that calls you and asks if you if they can go to your lake, like how do you how do you let them know that like here's what I have in, in place? And if you don't tell them that. Like, aren't you, you're hurting, you're hurting your, your resource more than you're helping it, right? You, you do. What you do, the first step is you create a policy and then you, you create a policy and you stick with it. You don't, don't change it back and forth. You can change it, but don't just keep changing it back and forth. So for us, we had a family property. So five of us, brothers and sisters all shared the same property and you know, well, so-and-so, well, they would learn, Hey, well, I'm not going to ask him because he's going to say no, but I'm going to ask his sister because she's going to say yes. So people, you know, people learn all those types of things. And it's not that we don't want people to enjoy it. It's just people in general, they take advantage of situations. So you let one person come to your property. Well, then you let them come once. Well, then you come to your property and there they are. And it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, it's kind of awkward, you know, and then the next time, they bring a friend and then the next time it's their friend's friend who's at their lake, you're the owner and they're telling you that they have permission to be there from the owner and you're the owner. You are the owner. I've been so there too. Yeah. It, it, it just is, it's a rabbit trail that can get out of hand really quick. Yes. So we simplified it. We went like this. We want people to utilize our lake. We love people to come out and fish, and we actually have hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. come out on a yearly basis. But 
if somebody gives you permission, if my sister gives somebody permission to go fish the lake, my sister needs to be there with that person. So if so, it doesn't matter who the person is. Yep. So that's kind of how we do it. Is if if um, you know my brother and his buddies want to go out and fish, no problem. But we have our lake rules established. We have our limits. We have our goals defined. And when my brother's there, he's in charge of making sure that gets followed. Yeah, and that for you guys with multiple kind of owners, that's a perfect plan. Like out here, I let people go. It's just me. My wife and I own it. If one of my friends wants to go fishing, fine, go. But here's what I'm bad at is telling them what, like my current plan. Because we talked a little bit about it in the previous episodes. If I need to take out a thousand fish a year, let's just say that's the number, and they come out and they catch 50 and don't keep any, like that is, I would have been better off telling them not to go. Correct. Right? Because they're just educating your fish and they're making them harder to catch and slower to grow. For the future. So how do you? So there's two, there's two issues there. One, I'm bad at telling people what what needs to be done. So let's start there. Like, how do you? What do you have it like documented? Like you have it like, oh, you want to go fishing? Here, here you go. You do actually have to spend some time, and some people need to write it out and write it down. Other people's don't. Yeah. But you do need to spend some time thinking about this exact scenario and coming up with a plan for it. So in your case, I'm going to have a little bit of advice for you. It's going to take extra communication. Um, with any relationship you have, you don't want to leave anything to assumptions. Okay. So you want to be proactive. If you have a buddy that you're going to allow to fish at your lake, you want to actually spend that first day or that first time with them physically. You know, this is just a suggestion. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but I would suggest spending the time and really ingraining him and teaching him your plan. If the plan is to harvest certain size fish, and he doesn't agree to do that, then you have to make the choice, do I want this person here or do I not? Which happens too. We'll get to that in a second. But what I've also seen you do, and my dad used to do it back in the day. I think you did it at Double Cluck too. You install physical signs at each boat ramp for lake saying like, here's what has to happen. If you catch a 10 to 14 insure, like you keep it. And if you catch this, even if you want to eat it, you can't. Put it back. If you catch anything over 14 or whatever it is. Correct. And, which, and it could change from year to year yeah. because you want to manage the lake based on what the current conditions are. You, you don't want to just keep it one thing. You, you want to stay current. So it's, it, it's even just the sign, it definitely is helpful to go back to, but you've got to physically take the time to even take them to the sign. Here's the sign. This is what we're doing. This is why. And I would love for you to fish here and I would love for you to help me. You have to, you can't assume that they know what your plan is or why. You have to let them know. So that's the next question. Let me frame that for you because, so let's say I, I figured it out and I'm really good at telling people, here's what you have to do. A lot of times they still don't do it. And it's just, you know... I don't know if it's second nature. Like people just don't like to keep fish. They like to throw them back. It's so nice to see little fish swim away. But how do you like explain the importance of it? Like here's why and you just what? Walk them through it or? Literally, you have to express how important it is to you and even how important it is to your ability to come fish here. Um, And I know that could be a hard conversation, but it doesn't have to be. But it has to be a conversation that has to be had. And most people just assume you know, like, well, hey, they're not keeping it. I told them to. Well, if you pull them aside, look them in the eye, you know, yeah. you know how to connect. You know, you got to connect with the people. 
Um, and then w more on that topic, you know, I don't want to sound like a bad guy doing this. I just, we, it's, it's being upfront with your communication is a way to resolve conflict before it happens, or it's a way to help resolve conflict as it's happening. But um, with the situation with harvesting fish, once they know the importance and if they're there and it's important for that scenario and they're not doing it, well, now that person is not an asset. That person is a drain on your resource. So then you have to determine, is that, do I like this person enough for them to be a drain on my resource? Um, so for me, a lot of people always wondered, Nate, how come you get to go invited to go fishing at all kinds of people's properties that nobody else gets invited to go to? And I always tell them, because I figure out who that owner is and how can I be an asset to that person? Because people want to invite people that are assets to them. So if somebody needs something done, whether it be habitat on their lake or fish harvested or even fish stocked, I will pay money, you know, I will pitch in and help. I will be an asset to that owner so that when I come to the property, they're excited to see me because they know I'm an asset. But if you're the kind of guy where you pull up the property and people aren't excited to see you because you're a mooch, then that's the kind of guy you are. <laughs> I agree. And so let's talk about when that happens because that does happen. Um, you ask people to do something and maybe you did or didn't clearly enough communicate that. But let's say you did and because it happens a lot and then you find out that they're, they're not doing what you want. or like, And it's, it's hard. Let's say you want to keep everything over 20 inches to keep. Then somebody catches a six pounder and it's like, oh, he's not going to know. I'm going to take this one out because it's awesome. And I haven't caught many, uh, much else and whatever. Happens it, for a ton of reasons. It happens. So then you have to have the conversation or you ask yourself like, well, do I, do I want to let him keep coming back? And here, here's how I've handled it because that that's when the conversation gets really weird. Or, awkward. Very awkward. Right. So for me, and I've, a lot of this verbiage I've learned from you just listening to you, but it's like if that's how you're going to fish – Fine. If you're not going to listen to me, like we're buddies, like, you know, I'm going to find a spot for you to fish, but it can't be there. It can't because here's what I'm trying to grow and it should help you because you can fish out there and it'll be, it'll be great if we follow these rules. But if you're not going to follow them, you can't fish there. And so like, correct. Again, you see and you don't have to point it specifically to the person. You can let them know that, hey, we've had trouble with this or, you know, we've just had to come up with a policy because things get taken advantage of. So you don't have to physically berate a person, you know, like, but you can still let them know that, hey, this does apply to everybody, you know. Or, and, and, you know, in us, when we're managing a lake, we have certain rules, but then there are what we call VIP, certain yeah. people that we do allow to break the rules. And we know that going in, it's not somebody there to take advantage of it. It's a senior citizen at the old folks home or, you know, a kid catching his first fish or somebody from out of town, you know, or out of country. Yeah. And, you know, there's always a grandson, you know, like there's always those things where I don't care what the lake rule is. We just made the that person's life or that person's year, or that person's day. <laughs> We're all in on that. Yeah. But it can't be a habit. But It can't be a habit. You know, and so if somebody says, hey, I, you know, I know the lake rules are this, but I, my dream is to put a 12-inch bluegill on my wall. If I catch one of them, would you be okay if I kept it and mounted it on the wall? And you know what I say to people when they do that? No problem. That is great. That, that 
I get excited about that. But if I have a lot of 10 inch bluegill and they're there just throwing them in their buckets and taking them all home and maybe they clean them and maybe they don't, they just like to keep them. That is where it gets a problem or when you don't, you haven't talked about it up front. Yes. So if you want to do something that may be outside of the thing, talk, it's communication. I mean, don't assume and always over communicate. <laughs> and we do this, we buy these lakes. I mean, it's an investment, but like you do it to have fun. So the second this stuff starts happening, it can bother you. And at that point, it's no longer fun. So it's very important to do this stuff because if it's if you're not enjoying it or it's like even worse, it's causing you stress or anxiety, like figure out how to do it or it's not worth even doing. And you want to know what else bothers you as a landowner is when the guests come and they leave their garbage and that happens all the time. Or they drive off the road and leave big ruts. Um, you know, and it's one thing to leave a big rut and to make that phone call and say, hey, I, I am so sorry. I just left a rut. You know, what can I do to, you know, help fix it? Well, a lot of times it's like, well, no big deal. No problem. But it's different when you just pull up to the property, you see that they were stuck. They made, you know, hundred foot long ruts and they left and they never said anything about it. This, there's things that guests can do to uh, definitely put landowners in tough positions or there's things that guests can do where they can be an asset and it puts the landowner in a position or the lake owner in the position where I want that person to come out here because they really respect what I have. They are an asset to me in every way, shape or form. And, you know, they come out and help a couple days a year, you know, do our work projects, our cleanup days. These are people I want. Yeah. And I'm going to go off on a little tangent here because a lot of times the people using it don't even really know that they're doing something that bothers the owner. And so like in my situation, I, I let all my friends use all my stuff. It doesn't, I'm not like that type of stuff doesn't bother me. You want to come out here and use all my lures and my rods and that fine. I don't care. But every once in a while it happens and then I'll come out here to fish and like it's all screwed up or like all my favorite lures are gone. Or I even like I go to get in the gator because I let them use that and there's no gas. And now it's like, well, now I have to go do that. And it's not a big deal. And I didn't even, so it's like, you need to tell them that too. Correct. That's all communication up Communicate, front. Yeah. You leave people to assume things and they're not even going to be aware of it. Yeah. So use whatever you want, do whatever you want, but like replace it. Or if you if the gator's out of gas, fill it. And that was, all, that's on me for not like saying that stuff. But once, like I said, communication, once you know what you want, you have to tell them or it's, or it's your fault really. Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that went a little longer than I expected too. But I do think that's important because when you own property, part of it, for most people, unless, you know, some people are trophy bass guys where you shut everybody else off, right? So Yeah. And you know what? What's great about that is a lot of times people are doing that when they have multiple bodies of water. And so, hey, this lake over here, let's do it this way. But this lake over here, it's a whole different set of things. Yeah. Okay. Well, just want to touch on that because that is something that, especially first-time buyers, um, they just don't think it through and you hate to have something be an unpleasant experience. So if you're a new client, sorry, I gotta, I'm living on Dayquil here, uh, buying a lake, just give that some thought before the first year because that will happen without a doubt. For sure. <laughs> so anyways, thanks for listening. That was just kind of a little bonus episode. That's nothing, I guess it is something to do with lake management, but kind of a, like a little off subtopic there. But uh, Nate, thanks for joining us. Um, if somebody wants to do any of that stuff, you've said it in previous podcast. How do I get a hold of you? Herman Brothers Lake Management. 
Cool. Check us out online. All right. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will be coming back at you shortly with another topic. Thanks for listening. <laughs>